as our sensitivity to sin increases, that's maturation, then our activity of sin ought to decrease. That is, the more I fellowship with Jesus, the less I will sin. That's true. This is Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, and glad you're with us as we continue a message today called Dying to Live. And pastor, it's great to know that as we do mature in our walk with Christ, the activity of sin in our life is going to decrease. The other thing that I think is is interesting is uh, very often God will reveal different sins as we mature in Christ, things that uh, maybe were hidden, that we weren't aware that were even kind of lingering there, begin to come out as we mature in our walk with Jesus. That's absolutely true. And uh, the key thing is to remember, as you're walking with him, here's what John said. I, I like the way John put it. He said, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. And he's talking about with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, cleanses us from all sin. That's exactly what you were saying. As I'm walking with him, he revealed things to me. And when he reveals those things to me, I ask him to empower me to change those things. Yeah. And man, it's powerful. I mean, he really does it. You know, uh, my mama, she's with the Lord now in the presence of the Lord. and uh, But she only had a third grade education. Uh, but she had what she called mother wit. She had, com- <laughs> she had, she had common sense. Steve. Right, yeah. Can, can I tell you something about common sense? It ain't that common. It's not that <laughs> common, brother. And she would have these little, a lot of little aphorisms that I that I say. Yeah, I, I got them you from got my from mama. Her? Yeah, and and this is one I'm sure even your mother said or your dad said. She would say to me, "Boy, watch those people right there. I don't want to see you with them." I say, "Well, why, mama? Because birds of a feather flock together. together. Yeah. As you begin to walk with somebody, you begin to take on their characteristics. Now, that's not just negative. That's positive. Sure." You walk with Jesus, and you'll start acting like him. Uh, you'll start talking like him. you even start walking like him. And so, yeah, and, and so what does it mean to love God? Here's what it means to be committed to God. Love what he loves, hate what he hates. Mm-hmm. And that'll happen if you walk with him. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the greatest ways that God allows us to have victory over sin. The more we fall in love with him, the more we're going to hate that sin. And as we think about what our sin did to him. Well, we're going to continue to look at this topic of dying to live from Romans chapter 6 today. So open your Bibles and join us there as we continue the message. Here's Pastor Ford. The second thing we have to do is calculate our death with Christ. See, it's just one point. It's just, you know, our death with Jesus Christ, that we're not dead enough. So notice what he says in verse 11. He says, reckon. Now, now what does that mean? To calculate. It's a, it's a financial term that means to put it all together. So listen to verse 11. Likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know what? Dead people don't respond to stimuli. If we had a casket here and there was a dead brother or dead sister in there, 
You can roll up a joint and start smoking and offer to him. He's not going to take it. He, he can't take a drink. Why? Because he's dead. And he says, we have to calculate the fact that we are dead. 41 times in the New Testament and 19 times in the book of Romans, he uses this word. And he wants us to understand that, listen, that's all it takes. You got to know this. You got to comprehend it. Then you have to allow yourself to pick up your cross daily, die daily, come to Jesus Christ in sanctification. See, you know we have three enemies. We have three enemies. They are the world, the flesh, and the devil. Each one of them has a strategy. you, you got to calculate. What is their strategy? You ought to know this by now. Their strategy, the world wants to pour us into its mold. The flesh wants to allure us, and the devil wants to devour us. Well, if the rappers can do it, how come I can't do it? I tell you that all the time. Just make it rhyme. I'm not going to say devour. You know, it doesn't rhyme with allure or pour. So he wants to devour us. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so what, what, what happens? We have a strategy for each one. Isn't that true? Do you remember them? Let me give them to you just in case you don't. What do we do with the flesh? We flee the flesh. In other words, here's God's game plan if you're having struggles with the flesh. You know, getting your swerve on. That kind of, get out of there. Saturate the place with your absence. Be like Joseph. Remember what Joseph did? She said, Joey, come lie with me. And uh, he said, speak to the hand my soul don't understand. Saturate the place with his absence. He got out of there. She had his coat in her hand. And my man said, I would rather lose my coat than lose my character. I'm getting out of here because I don't trust my flesh. I tell you all the time, it's too late to try to stop it after you in the room. And the aromatherapy candles are wafting in the air, filling your nostrils with a sweet smell. And Luther on the box banging, woo-woo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm. He says, yeah, you got these enemies. And then, and then you have the world. How do we, what do we do with the world? We faith the world. First John 5, 4. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. He says, you got to calculate. What do you do with the devil? You fight the devil. James chapter 4, uh, verses 6 through 8. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. You do just like Jesus. What did Jesus do when the devil was trying to wear him out? He said, it is written, it is written, it is written. He said it three times. He had his Bible. He hit him with the word. He's the son of God. He could have made him disappear, but he hit him with the word. You see, as our sensitivity to sin increases, our activity of sin ought to decrease. Let me say that again. As our sensitivity to sin increases, that's maturation, increases, uh, then our activity of sin ought to decrease. That is, the more I fellowship with Jesus, the less I will sin. That's true. That, that's just true. It's like we must treat sin in our life like sand in our eye. 
Anybody ever get sand in your eye? Go to the beach and get sand in your eye? What do you do? You just run. Blow, 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 blow. You don't care who it is. You don't care if their breath is tore up from the floor up. Just blow. Get that thing out my eye. And that's the way we ought to treat sin. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. He says we ought to conform to our death with Christ. Listen to this. He says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instrument of righteousness. There's the word yield. But yield yourself unto God. There it is again, yield. And your members as instrument of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law but under grace. You see what he's saying? That, that we have to have comprehension of our death with Christ. Calculate our death with Christ. And then conform to our death with Christ. Now. I'm just going to go and help myself here because uh, what's he talking about? He's talking about the fact that I just told you what you needed to do. And some of you are going to walk out of here and you're not even going to do any of it. You're not going to do any of it. I'm going to tell you I'd be filled with the Spirit of the Man, but you're not going to do any of it. Paul says, it's one thing to know it. Now it's time to do it. Now, now you know what to do. In other words, it kills me how people try to give victory. They, they do stuff and, and, and say stuff. Like, for example, for example, uh, my wife said, hey, why don't you, why don't you preach something, uh, you know, against some of these air that, that Christians are using? And I say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, sure, I'll do that. She said, and why don't you call it, you remember the book, uh, lies women believe. I say, yeah, I got, uh, I have both of them. There's two of them. And she said, yeah, why don't you call it lies believers believe? And I said, you know what? That's a good title. She wrote some of them down. And uh, I agree with her on every one of them. It's like, it's like you trying to get victory. Here you go. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You ain't going to get no victory like that because you can't bind him. If you read your Bible, he will not be bound until Revelation chapter 20. Right now, he has access. He's not only on earth, he can still go to heaven. Talk about, I say, not bind you in the name of Jesus. Satan said, that fool need to read their Bible. Ain't nobody going to bind me that's human. When I get bound in Revelation 20, it's going to be by Michael the angel. Well, my question is this. If you've been binding him, why we have all this hell in our community, all this hell in our family? Why we have all that if he bound? We ain't bind him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the devil is busy. Yeah, he is. But he ain't. You're the one that signed that checkbook, not the devil. You're the one that used that credit card, not the devil. You're the one that pulled your zipper down, not the devil. You're the one that pulled your dress up, not the devil. The devil sure is busy. How you know that? I ran out of gas. Girl, your car runs on gas. The devil ain't busy, you too cheap. You can't put $5 in anymore. That's not but two gallons of gas. Yeah, I decree and declare. You can't decree and declare nothing. You can't. Only God can decree. Now when he decrees it, we can declare. Remember Peter? Lord, is the, if that's you, bid me come. What he was saying is, you decree it, I'll declare it. But if you don't decree it, I ain't getting out this boat. I'm blessed and highly favored. No, you're not. 
No, you're not. You're blessed. You're favored. But only Mary was blessed and highly favored. Yeah. And I could go on and on and on. Let me just say this. Everything is not a spirit. In the same passage in Mark, it said there was a boy that was demon-possessed, and Peter's mother was sick. They say she had a demon. Now, I know some who are sick that we know they got a demon. I plead the blood. I plead. You covered in the blood. You don't plead the blood. Show me that in Scripture. Or oh, they overcame him by the word of the testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Yes, right. The shed blood of the Lamb that he shed on Calvary. He says, conform. Let go of all this quick, rich schemes and, get, you know, three steps, this, that, and that. No! I just love the way Pastor Ford's breaking this down. Our message is called Dying to Live from Romans 6, and we'll get back to this in just a moment. You know, maybe as you've been listening to this teaching on how we say no to sin and really cultivate a thriving life in Christ, you want to go back and listen to this again. You can do that by coming to treasuretruthradio.org. And while you're there, I want to ask you to consider clicking on the donate button because we are a listener-supported ministry and everything we do, whether it's production costs or airtime or all the things that happen behind the scenes, it's made possible because of your generosity. You can give a gift by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and clicking on the donate button. Let's get back to the message, Dying to Live. Here is Pastor Ford. Some of us are just like me. Let me tell you what happened. I'm at home Friday. I'm getting ready to come to the comedy show, so I'm getting dressed. So I said, oh, well, I'm going to go casual. You know. So uh, my wife, uh, she's in the room. She has pneumonia. Y'all keep her in prayer. She has pneumonia. And so, you know, my wife is playing uh, the Temptation Anthology. You know, she planned it <laughs> while I was getting dressed. So the song came on, and I'm, I start singing with the song. And when it got to the tagline or the chorus, I said, Lonely rivers flow. Each day you love me more. Now you want to leave me behind. Oh, oh, oh. My wife said, <laughs> I said, well, you quit laughing at me, woman, because I'm singing. She said, I ain't laughing at your singing. I'm used to that now. <laughs> I said, well, what you laughing at? She said, can you tell me something? I said, what? She said, how does a lonely river flow? I said, what do you mean? She said, sing that again. I said, lonely rivers flow. Each day I love you more. Now you want to leave me behind? She cracked up. She said, honey, that's not what they're saying. How does a lonely river flow? I said, well, slowly. Because if it's lonely, then it's moving slow. So he's saying lonely rivers flow. She said, honey, that's not what they're saying. She said, get, get, go ahead and get your phone because I know you're going to Google it. Yeah, I'm going to Google it. That song came out April 27th, 1968. That's 48 years I've been singing that song. And for 48 years, I've been saying, lonely rivers flow. I look and it says, as long as the rivers flow. 
for 48 years, I've been singing that song wrong. And when somebody tried to correct me, because I've been doing it that way so long, I wanted to stick to my guns. And that's some of you. That's some of you. You're going to keep going out here, plead the blood, I plead the blood. Bind the devil, I bind the devil. I'm blessed and highly favored, I'm blessed and highly favored. I decree that class, I decree that class. And that's not going to get you anywhere. Nowhere. But what you have to do is conform. Why? Because the flesh, it's the flesh, and the flesh cannot be controlled. The flesh cannot be changed. The flesh cannot be cleansed. The flesh cannot be commanded. The flesh cannot be conquered, and the flesh cannot be corrected. The flesh can only be crucified. The word yield, used five times in this chapter, literally means to offer yourself as a sacrifice. Later on, he's going to talk about it, Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. He's saying, man, what you got to do is... Lay yourself down. That's oxymoronic. Why? It's a living sacrifice, which means when the fire gets too hot, you could jump off. And I don't know about you, it unjumped off plenty of times. But you got to get back up on there. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Why? Because chapter 5 is about God and what he did in forming us. Now chapter 6 is about what God is doing as he fills us. He forms us and he fills us and we need to be submitted to what God is doing. And you look at what he's done in creation, he's done it over and over again. Uh, because he formed the heavens, and then he filled them with angels, galaxies, and solar systems. He formed the solar systems, and then he filled them with planets, moons, and stars. He formed the earth, and then he filled it with sky and sea. He formed the sky, and he filled it with birds and clouds. He formed the oceans, and he filled it with fish. And he formed man, and he breathed in him the breath of life and filled him with his breath. He formed the tabernacle and filled it with furniture. He formed the church and filled it with saints. And he formed saints, and then he filled us with this Holy Spirit. He says, listen, what we need to do, let me give this to you. I give it to you all the time, but you need to take this down. You know, we need to be filled with the Spirit. He is resident, chapter 5. Now he needs to be president, chapter 6. How do you do that? First word, first word. Anybody remember it? Holler it out. First word, confess. Confess your sins. First John 1, 9, spiritual breathing. Agree with God against yourself. Second C, commit. Commit your body uh, to the Lord, uh, Romans 12, 1. Then third C, conform. Conform, Romans 12, 2, to the word, the will, and the way of God, and then claim it by faith, Galatians chapter 4, 1 through 3. Uh, that's what I do when I ask God to take control, to fill me with his spirit so that I can identify with my death, burial, and resurrection with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that I will not bring shame on him. Let me tell you what's going on. Uh, my, son, my, my, my son is an electrician. And so I, I, I called him up. I said, man, come on, man. My TV ain't working. 
And I need you to find out what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but you know, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be messed up like this, but I need you to come right after work. All right, dad, I'll come right after work. I done tried everything, you know, remote, everything. Couldn't get this thing to working. So then uh, he came over. I said, man, I'm glad to see you, man. I got some new cowboys coming on. I got to see them things. And so he said, okay, dad, I got you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I said, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. I said, I'll be right back. I'm going upstairs just for a minute. I came back and the TV was working. I said, you, you, you are a bad boy, man. Yeah. What was wrong with it? He said it wasn't plugged in. <laughs> wasn't plugged in. I said, well, he said the dog must have went behind and, and knocked the plug out. But it wasn't plugged in, Dad. All it needed was to be plugged in the power. I came to tell you, that's what Paul was saying. All you need to do is be plugged in the power. Plug into that power, and you will be able to overcome whatever's overcoming you. Now, Jesus did it. He did it for you and for me, and I don't see why we can't do it for him. We say it all the time, and I'm done now. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Ghost. Blessed three in one. But Jesus is releasing his spirit and giving us power to do it. So he wants us to live for him since he died for us. He gave up stuff for us. You mean you can't give up stuff for him? What did he give up, Pastor Fort? Glad you asked. He gave up his throne and glory for a barn on earth. Uh, he gave up his adoration of the angels crying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, to the jeers of crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. He gave up the garments of deity and took on the cloak of humanity. He gave his back to the can of nine tails. He gave forgiveness to a dying thief. He gave his mother to John and John to his mother. Uh, he gave up his holiness for our sins. He gave his spirit to his father and he gave to us eternal life in him. He died for us. Surely we can live for him. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called Dying to Live from Romans chapter 6. And when we do understand all that is ours in Christ, when we have that relationship with him, I think we do have that desire to live for him. But that uh, leads me to the question, do you know Christ? Do you long to live for him? Maybe as you've been listening uh, to this broadcast, you've realized that, you know, the reason that you can't seem to defeat sin, even at all, is because you don't know Jesus and you don't uh, have that union with him that allows you to say no to sin. You'd like to learn more about beginning a relationship with Jesus. Well, if that's where you're at today, don't be content to just sit there. I want to encourage you to grab the phone and call this number. The number is 1-888-NEED-HIM. Someone is ready there to talk with you about what it means to know Jesus and to pray with you to begin a relationship with Him. Again, that number is 1-888-NEED-HIM. also want to encourage you to come check out our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. There you can go back and listen to this teaching from Pastor Ford. Not just the series Dying to Live, but go back and listen to previous broadcasts about how do you live out the Christian life. Again, come to Treasure Truth Radio. O-R-G. Well, thank you for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.